0: Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Verschereau. So grateful today to have with us a a young lady who I have met before and had the privilege of of getting to know her slightly, but today is exciting for me because we get to go deep, and this is going to be with Nicole Noel-Williams. She is the president and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority. So, uh, Nicole, welcome. We're glad you're here.
1: Thank you so much, Vic. Excited to join you today.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I just know you've got a big job. And I just uh, um, make sure we kind of frame it in properly. Uh, could give me give me your thoughts real briefly about some of the huge things that you're involved with. What what is uh, what does your world look like?
1: Well, you know, the Capital Region Airport Authority owns and operates the Capital Region International Airport as well as the Mason Jewett Field Airport. So. A lot of folks don't realize that we actually have two airports underneath the authority (laughs) responsibilities. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some key, you know, priorities that we have as part of the authority, which is, you know, retain and expand our passenger uh, service, retain and expand our charter passenger service, uh, look at increasing our cargo tonnage, as well as increasing the land development that we have here at both both airports. So a lot of exciting things that we're working on.
0: Oh, no doubt. And, you know, man, I just... Appreciate the fact that you've uh, you've taken time out to be with us because I know in your world um, you're fairly new in this position. When did when were you named to that spot?
1: Well, I joined the airport four and a half months ago, so it's been full steam ahead since I've wow. been on board. It's, yeah. Um been great to reconnect with um some of the staff here the community leaders working on a lot of projects together
0: well i did fight the urge to call you right away as soon as you got the position but but we thought we'd let you get a little a uh, little bit under your belt before we got too far down the road so again we're glad you're here with us today but why don't we why don't we take a moment and go back to the beginning here along the way are you a lansing uh person is that where you've uh, you grew up or where did you where's home for you
1: no, actually I grew up in Carson City. So oh. just north of here about an hour. Yep. How about and that? Um, as I was attending college, um, I started working for United Airlines out yeah. here at the airport. So I started out loading, unloading planes and de-icing aircrafts and oh, repairing tugs. And, and um, so I did that for a couple years and then I got in sales for United. So I covered Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota and did corporate and travel agency sales. For United Airlines. And then I came back here and was a station manager for the United United Express Operations here, actually, at the Lansing Airport.
0: Well, and boy, you had, you had uh, air, airport in uh, in your blood, I guess, right? That's the way that goes. I, that goes quite yeah, a ways back. I did. Uh.
1: You know, but the, the crazy thing is, I actually, when I uh, first started attending college at Lansing Community College, I was going to be a dental hygienist, which is actually huh. a fantastic career, right? Yeah, sure. um, But I ended up crossing paths with a leader that was... Um here from the airport, working for us Airways, back when us Airways was around, and she was instructing oh. a airport management course. And it's just the timing, the person that I met and the energy behind her, I thought, I've got to take her class. Oh. <laughs> and it changed the you know my path um, in my career field. so Isn't that yeah, so I was with United for quite a few years and then I got involved in travel management. So yeah. I wrote travel policies and negotiated contracts for. Many of the insurance companies and manufacturers in the state of Michigan, Michigan State University here in town. And um, then I got involved with uh, the Airport Authority in a development position years ago. So I helped to develop the international facilities here in Lansing,
2: mm-hmm. our federal
1: inspection station, our foreign trade zones, bonded yeah. warehouse facilities, and um, some key, you know, passenger service development efforts, too, with the All American right. Airlines service to Washington, D.C., key pieces. And then from there, I joined uh, U.S. Senator Gary Peters as a Michigan director for him and was part of his team for for three years. And there was a lot of good connection there between the committees he sits on, which is the Transportation Committee Uh connects well with everything that we're doing here at the airport, as well as um, customs. And so with him overseeing uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, um, it made a great connection with some of the work that I was doing here well and i'm then, just I'm
0: just impressed yeah. with your background I can't believe um, these connections and as you think about it it was like uh, you you spent a lot of time preparing for this for this role uh, just with some of those experiences that you had to just blow away the competition in terms of uh, being the one the obvious one to select for this post
1: <laughs> well I thank you for that but you know it's i know the the airport authority did a national search and had a, a lot of great response for candidates, and was ex- excited that I was selected. The, and it's it, you know a bit of a coming home, and um, definitely a passion and. And doing whatever we can to to make sure we meet the needs and, and fit the demands from this community in this region yeah. um, for what we could see in in future development opportunities.
0: Well, and I think as you as you think about some of those challenges, there's so many things we can talk about uh, in our time together today. And I'm really glad you're here. Part of it, though, is this whole journey um, uh, of uh, getting to where you're at, and so. Um, you had some humble beginnings there, and, and now you're running the place after after uh, you know moving tugs around and, and uh, all the things <laughs> at the other end of the uh, of the spectrum. So um, there's there's uh, we're we're running out of time on this segment, so I can't go into too many details here. But but it seems like with your experience with, with not only in airlines but also on site uh, and everything else, it gave you some experience that, that's just remarkable.
1: Thank you. Yeah, this has been, um, a, a, I've had an incredible journey in my career um, path that I've had. It's just, has it just maneuvered from one position to the next. Um, throughout my life. So I've been blessed, but I've worked hard to kind of get to where I'm at and and excited to be back at the Airport Authority.
0: Well, we're really glad you're here. We're really glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. And we've got with us Nicole Noel-Williams. She is the president and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority. We have so many questions, so much we want to learn from her. And so glad she's here. So glad you're here. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past Chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, You cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the Internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business.
0: You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Vic Verstro. and our guest today is Nicole Noel-Williams. She's the president and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority. And, Nicole, um, uh, really appreciated some of the information you gave us uh, coming into this. I, I have to tell you, I, I when I heard you would become... Uh, the present CEO, I was confident they had made a great choice, but man, as I hear some of the things that built you up into that position uh, in your experiences and such, it, it seems to me like no need for a national search. She was right here in our backyard, so uh, glad, to, glad to have you in your current role. And as I think about that, Nicole, tell me about um, uh, some of those things uh, that you think, knowing what you know now, four or five months into uh, this position, what is it that you that you see in your background that's been the most influential in terms of man? I'm really glad I had that experience, or I'm glad I I was given that individual to get mentorship from. Where, what were some of those pearls that came along in your in your uh, earlier days?
1: Yeah, you know, you you kind of go through my career, and, it, and and as I mentioned, it kind of evolves from kind of one career direction to another that all kind of fed into each other. And, um, I think for myself and, and as I've talked to, um, other young women looking at leadership roles down, down, uh, their path is how do they expand? It's, it's really getting into the weeds. I think it's so important to know the industry from the ground up. I think mm-hmm. that's been one of my benefits for myself to actually understand the dynamics and challenges of an airline operation at an airport to then working with corporations and trying to, developed travel policies and negotiated contracts and, yeah. and put a program in place that helps to secure their passengers, meaning their travelers that um, are their employees and making sure that they're making the right decisions that support the corporation. But then, you know, then, then transitioning into the airport side that I had the experience prior, all of those fed really well together. And then the additional years that I had with uh, U.S. Senator Gary Peters, helped to provide some of that government relations, kind of expanding on to those uh, relationships I had had over the years.
2: And
1: and so as I go back and I kind of think of my path, it all really, it starts from my home, right? (laughs) uh, My parents, great, strong work ethic, um, just good people, um, you know, youngest of four in the family and, and just, just a beautiful life that we had up in Carson City. Nice,
0: nice. And what were their careers, by the way?
1: You know, my father was um, ahead of the truck drivers for total petroleum throughout oh, the United States. Wow. Yup. And then uh, my mom, she actually started working when I went into <laughs> kindergarten, I think it was, um, as a bus driver for the school system Ooh. in Carson City. <laughs> and she drove bus till, um, gosh, until um, I was in college. And um, both of them healthy and and um, you know doing extremely well and cool in the area as well as enjoying some time down in Florida when, how, how cool when is they that? can throughout the winter months.
0: Well, I, 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 this is a permit me a, uh, you know, a home movie here, but but honestly, in a former life, I ran the fertilizer blend plant up in Carson City, so I I drove to Carson City quite a little bit and a little familiar with Crystal Lake out over there. So it's, so you you've got a, a special little spot in the world out in Carson City.
1: Yes, and oh my gosh, it's, um, it's, I I love how the worlds have kind of collided there, that, um, both Carson City as well as Crystal Lake lived on Crystal Lake for a short period of time as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but a a great area, but I've been down here in Lansing for, for many years, um, uh, married and, and two daughters, um, here in Lansing, and it's, um, it's been great to be, to be in this region and develop so many wonderful relationships that have, Influenced me throughout my career. Um, it's just finding these great people that want to commit their time and energy and, and help provide that mentorship. Yeah. And so, my goal is to do whatever I can to help support other women um, that want to continue to expand their careers and, and support them any way I can. So, uh, if you,
0: how many airports would there be around the country uh, um, that would be? I mean, I, we all know about the big ones that we use as hubs and everything else, but what about the ones you? operate with that are flying commercial, uh, jets and in and out of how, give me a, a, a rough number.
1: Yeah, there's over 300 airports throughout the United States that are offering passenger service. And, um, then of course there's many, um, general aviation and private airports throughout the United yeah, States sure. as well. Do you find so, there's very many
0: women that, that have uh, ascended to your, to your kind of leadership role?
1: There's two. Yeah. Um, it's, it's um, here in the state of Michigan. I believe there are um, three women as airport directors um, or executive directors, president, CEOs um, for airports here in, in Michigan. So um, it's very few. And it's really when I started my career in the development side, I was one of very few uh, small group of, of women leaders that have all kind of continued to grow and expand mm. in different areas in the industry. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's been great to see the continual growth of women and being involved in aviation, whether it's from being pilots or airport management or, um, you know, for folks to also realize there's so many jobs behind the scenes. There's marketing positions. There's of course, accountants, there's um, operations positions, um, public safety officer positions. So there's a lot of um, behind the scenes that many, when they first think of the industry, you think of your traditional, you know, a pilot, maybe a flight attendant, maybe the ground crew that's, that's operating the flights because that's who they see yeah. Um, right when you're traveling. But it's beyond that. There's there's so much more that's there and available.
0: Well, I think that's so, so impressive. You know, and I, I, I'm reminded of that old television show, Undercover Boss, you know, and I think about you and your current role. Uh, everybody knows you because it's a small outfit, but uh, honestly, you could go out there and take on a lot of those uh, different roles because you've played a part of that in some of your early, earlier days is, is your journey to get where you're at. So I just love it. And I love the fact that you're here leading for ladies around the around the world. But it isn't just that. You're taking on some challenging times in airport right now. And so I'm looking forward to talking about that in the rest of our segment that's coming up. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in. I'm Vic Verchereau. We'll be right back. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versiero. With of course our guest host or our guest today is the President and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority, and that's Nicole Noel Williams, of course. And Nicole, as we were talking in this last hour, we talked in the last segment. We talked a little bit about some of the things that are that are all within your scope and responsibility. But tell me, just so so I, as a novice, can can understand, this, when I walk through. The airport. There are certain things that 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 you collaborate with, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you control them. So I, I gotta believe that there's some uh, uh, when it comes to airport authority and responsibility and different things. What's inside of your scope that you you totally are in charge of, and then there's other areas that you have to rely on. Maybe maybe it's security or, or uh, other other forms of responsibility. So what what all comes under your responsibility as president?
1: Yeah, I think that's um, something that can be really confusing when folks think of an airport because so many times people think that we're the deciding factor on, on destinations and, and carriers providing services when they think about passenger travel. But to kind of put it in a, a different perspective or a comparison is to think of the airports across the United States as malls, right? Yeah. So our our key priority or my key priority is making sure that we've got a safe, secure facility for individuals and tenants to operate this building and, and terminal itself. So we maintain a staff of right around 40 employees here at the Capital Region International Airport. Um, and with that operations, it's a, um, a public safety department, so police, fire, and EMS. Okay. Um, so we can respond to any type of a situation here at the airport, and we have our, our staff that does that. We have a maintenance department. And they maintain our facilities with making sure the runways are clear during the winter months as we're um, slowly starting to prepare for, for snow to start flying. These are some of the things that we put in place and make sure we're ready to go. Is
0: that the de-icing um, crew too or no?
1: Nope. That's separate. That's separate and then okay. um, the other key department for the airport authority is our operations department. So it's the heart and soul of the airport. So really as people are coming through the airport terminal, um, you there's a camera virtually everywhere. You're safe and fine in the bathroom. So don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Not quite everywhere, right?
1: <laughs> Not quite everywhere. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, making sure that um, we're able to respond to passengers or anything that's out of the ordinary where we've got eyes um, watching to make sure that, that we're um, making sure it's a safe, secure s- facility. So, and then our tenants are, you know, just like if you're in a mall, those that are providing services, it's your Delta United, American, yeah, yeah. Um, Apple Leisure Group, all the car rental companies, our FBO, which is AvSlight. It's, um, our FBO is a fixed base operator. So they are the, uh, one of the companies or the company that does fueling for all of the aircraft. And some, some of the services that's also provided is the de-icing. As you had asked about the de-icing part, some of the airlines maintain their own de- de-icing equipment. So again, as we get into these winter months, they're preparing their equipment and and making sure that they're prepped and ready for um, colder weather. But yeah. Avflight also provides those services as well. What about the and luggage? The have-
0: luggage operators are those. You got my brain thinking about okay. I got a. Yeah. I've got an air a, a multi million dollar airplane out there. Um, and then I've got um, I've got a deicing unit. And and what about those folks that are loading and and doing all that stuff? Is that a, is that uh, controlled by you or is that more an airline uh, responsibility?
1: That's an airline responsibility. So they're actually airline employees or they're a contracted airline um, gotcha. company that's that's um, managing all of the ground handling, um, checking passengers in, right. uh, loading the aircraft with um, luggage, um, deicing the aircraft if necessary. All of that is uh, contracted service that's connected directly to each of the airlines. Mm,
2: okay.
1: um, so then they're either their airline employees or they are a contracted organization for that airline to maintain those operations.
0: Mm. Well, and so when you when you think about uh, all these different things, one of the things I think has to come to mind is you've got to be fairly collaborative with all of those different entities. To make sure that uh, your customers on a lot of different fronts are there happy, so not only the ones that are that are operating their businesses in your quote mall, or all those folks that are coming and going, you get blamed for everything. I'm sure uh, because uh, <laughs> whatever's not right, whether it's the airport or airline or you, it's gonna it's it, the buck stops there, right? It,
1: it does. It's interesting, you know, as as passengers travel and things. Uh, may become a challenge uh, with reliability or, or frequency depending on, you know, if there's weather or if that's causing a delay or, or something to that effect. It's, yeah. it's interesting does it, because it does come back to the airport frequently. And, um, again, it's the airlines that are maintaining and operating their, their business. So it's almost like a small business, uh business. Um, you know, a very expensive small business that's here operating (laughs) um, out of here. And the the airlines can make a commitment to maintain and support services here as long as our community. So as we talk about collaborative, um, the services here are all based on the community, the region. So if individuals use the service, they, um, I say, put butts in their seats. And the airlines are making money. They're going to stay. They're going to continue to grow and look at other opportunities to expand service. Right. If they're operating out of here at a deficit, um, keeping in mind there's airports across the United States as we talked about earlier. There's a lot of opportunities for them to take their multi-million dollar aircraft and Oof. put it somewhere else. Yeah. So that collaborative um, piece goes beyond my leadership style. It also goes into. How do we continue to work with our community and region to expand services here to meet the demand that we have from our region?
0: Well, I I love that, and and, and it it seems like it's a task that's never done, and and it's one of those things that we're so glad we've got uh, people like you out there fighting for the Michigan piece of business there and doing that. We're so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versher. We're going to pay some bills and come right back. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Vic Versiero, your humble host, and I'm so grateful to have a chance to spend some time with the very busy Nicole Noel-Williams. She's the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. And, of course, when I think about Nicole's role, um, one thing that I was excited about years ago when I was um, um, on the uh, Lansing Chamber of, of Commerce board um, we were. There was a lot of discussion about becoming an international airport, and now looking back and what you kind of inherited, if you will, um, you've got that moniker of, of being an international airport. What what does that really mean? What is, is there? It, does that bring some opportunity here to this to the uh, Mid Michigan area that uh, we should we should be be paying attention to?
1: It does. Thanks, Vic, for um, kind of reflecting on a key area for this airport so years ago back in 2008 we worked on trying to diversify what the airport services are and one of those areas was looking at international development and what that means is we we were established as a u.s port of entry Uh, again that was in 2008 we established a foreign trade zone that was done in 2009 and amongst all that we we started international passenger service as well oh, yeah. so there's actually only two airports in the state of michigan that have a federal inspection station and that basically allows a passenger services of over 19 people to be cleared at your airport so again that's two airports in the state of michigan and it's detroit metro and here in lansing
2: oh how cool
0: is that huh
1: right and it creates this opportunity. Uh, there Again, many folks, will probably your listeners are going, wait a minute, there's international airports throughout the state of Michigan. There are. There's many of them that became international back in the early 90s when there was a carrier providing service over to Canada. And at the time, the Lansing Airport was not one of those airports that received that passenger service. But again, all of those airports can clear passengers of 19 people on an airplane or less for any international um, market that it's coming in from. Yeah. And so it really created this opportunity for us here in Lansing to, to try to explore some opportunities for seasonal passenger service to destinations or year-round service to destinations. And that'll be some of the future projects that we'll be working on. But since we opened up our international facilities, we've been able to work with Apple Vacations, who's now Apple Leisure Group, yeah. and provide seasonal service to destinations like Cancun, Punta Cana, Puerto Vallarta, Jamaica, so over the years, we've had a lot of different opportunities for services. And so this next year, um, Apple Leisure Group will start up service January 28th with flights to Cancun, three to Cancun weekly. Uh-huh. And they'll include two, two to Punta Cana as well. So we'll have five international departures and arrivals every week. Starting the end of January, and then it runs until the first week of, of April.
0: Man, makes me want to start packing my bags as the temperatures dip a little bit more. It's like, oh exactly. boy, <laughs> starting to yep, sound good.
1: Yep. It is. And, and that's just one piece, right? We're talking about the passenger side, but we also, you know, corporate travel or leisure, uh, general aviation travel, those aircrafts can also come here in clear international um, customs here at, at the Lansing Airport as well, but then foreign trade zones. So, the, the the ability to bring product in and help local corporations maintain their operations here in the United States versus them having to potentially move overseas to be competitive in their pricing structure. Uh, so for folks, for those listeners that would like to learn more about international cargo trade, I would love to connect up with you and, and you know reach out to me through flylancing.com for more details because there's there's a lot of opportunities that are there for companies that are importing and exporting products. Yeah. And then of course, bonded warehouse container freight stations. These are just additional opportunities. It kind of builds to the foundation of the airport. Right. You know, these are the pieces and components that we work with uh, partners like leap, like the chamber, uh tri county planning commission. We're I mean, working with folks to try to establish uh, and attract new businesses to this region and these are just extra tools in their toolboxes. They're selling this this area.
0: Well, let me ask you this: uh, with regard to um, to uh, the international aspect of this, it's we all get the idea of personally flying to uh, to foreign destinations and departing in and out of uh, Lansing, and what a benefit that is. But but make sure I understand: what does it mean to an organization that can fly freight? Um, in and out of an international airport? Because that's part of what we have the opportunity to do, right? We can receive international shipments um, uh, here because of our status?
1: Correct, yeah. So there's there's many um, manufacturers throughout the region. Uh, I think of uh, like General Motors being one of them that has used the international um, facilities that we hear, the, the fact that we're able to clear products here um, from other countries as they're bringing product in to support their lines um, in Delta Township or downtown Lansing. Yeah. And so where the challenges can come for importing a product, if you're importing a product and it's coming into Chicago or if it's coming into um, one of our border states um, with a container, it, it can get tied up for days before it can get cleared and custom. Yeah, yeah. So one of the opportunities for manufacturers is to keep it in bond until it comes to Lansing. So that way, it can just travel right through the port, whether it's a, 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 a water port or coming into Chicago. They can keep it in bond and have it cleared here in Lansing, uh, and our agents are able to respond to it in a matter of hours, in comparison to days or weeks. And that's got to be critical.
0: I heard, I heard um, on a, on another show that there's something like uh, I don't know, 70, 70 uh, freighters uh, that are out out at sea that can't get unloaded. Right now and you're you're telling me that this is one way um, that that this can be expedited straight to Lansing without being caught along the way and some of the some of the shipping challenges that we've got right so this is pretty That's exciting right.
1: yeah yep so as that ship comes in that freighter comes in and and is offloaded it can be put right on the rail and sent right over here to Lansing yeah. for it to be cleared or you know via truck. And um, we can clear it right here in Lansing. So for those listeners that see this as an opportunity, we'd love to explore and kind of talk more about um, how we can help support their efforts.
0: Awfully exciting stuff. Really, really glad, Nicole, you're here to sort out some of this stuff with us and share your leadership thoughts. So thankful you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verstero on the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Vic Vershiro is your host. And, of course, we've got with us Nicole Noel-Williams. She is the president and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority. And, Nicole, when we talk about this, there's so much that's going on. And, and frankly, um, I don't know a lot about the inner workings of the airport, but it feels like you you, uh, actually were, were able to inherit a solid platform, if you will, um, but when you think about your future dreams for the for the airport and where you want to go from here, tell us about what what that looks like to you, and and uh, and maybe some of the challenges that comes with trying to trying to think big.
1: Yeah, you know, I think for the airport authority, the the goals are to not only get back to our 2019 passenger service that was available from you know Delta, United, American, and Appalachia Group. It's it's looking at beyond that and how do we uh, bring in additional nonstop destinations that would benefit both corporate and leisure travel. Um, but it's also looking at diversifying our revenues, right? How do we yeah. continue to expand our cargo development as well as land development? So some of the key things, of course, is getting back to our originating seats in the markets. And I, based on the industry and what's going on, We're being impacted by um, a reduction of crews that are there and available, meaning your pilots. And so airlines are slow to be able to get back, and this Delta variant and how the pandemic has impacted the industry has been significant. um, And that's played a role in this reduction of pilots that we have in our system. So the carriers are really looking at probably uh, 2022 before we get back to the level that they used to be across the United States in 2019. And they're really looking at probably 2025 before they get back to that international level that they were at back in the end of 2019 as well. So that industry will continue to hopefully rebound based on businesses getting back to their offices and and getting past this um, pandemic and, and the Delta variant and any other variant that kind of comes out of the out of this pandemic but it's it's getting then for us to look at cargo right so UPS is a Midwest hub here in Lansing so they operate you know 757s md11s throughout the year bringing products in and out of Lansing and they've got smaller charter carriers basically that are contracted throughout the state of Michigan and neighboring states that bring the product in to develop these larger aircraft But many folks, if you're in the Lansing area, you'll hear the aircraft taking off in the evening and (laughs) returning first thing in the morning. So, And it's looking at those opportunities. How can we continue to expand the relationship with UPS and other cargo carriers down the road so we can make sure that we, with our central location, can help support the state of Michigan and the needs of consumers throughout yeah, well, and then beyond that is the passenger or the land development side.
0: Well, yeah. So, so I don't know anything about the land development. Tell me about that. Is it, it feels like you have additional acreage that can be developed around the airport? Is it? Is it? Am I hearing that right?
1: We do. Yeah, we're focusing on right now about a thirty-seven acre section that's really to the south and east side of the airport. Um, so um, it's creating these opportunities to. Uh, for us to lease the land to corporations that are interested in expanding their facilities, warehouse, manufacturing, that could be done here um, at the Lansing Airport. So there's, there's a lot of land opportunities. There's some projects that we're working on, and we're hoping to see some steel on the ground before the end of this year. Wow. And um, we'll see how all that plays out. And as those discussions become open, we'll uh, definitely share those with folks. But there's also, for those that are corporations that are looking at having their own fleets, there's opportunities for um, corporate aviation hangars uh, available here at Lansing. And then we also have the facilities down to Mason Jewett, which is more of a general aviation airport. And plus, Lansing Community College has an aviation mechanics program that's down at our Mason facility that continues to do extremely well. And it's a, it's a great supporting um, school for Delta Airlines to help oh, support really? them with, yeah. So it's a, one of, I think, 43 educational programs that feed into Delta Airlines for their maintenance. So, wow. yeah, it's it's a, a great opportunity for, for future development and opportunities that um, could be ve- available there for for young adults that are interested in getting into aviation. Sure. And, and that- for us here at the Lansing Airport, we're working on updating our master plan. So we have a 2004 master plan uh, that's in place today. That's really looks at the 2,000 acres that the airport authority owns here in Lansing and how do we plan for the future. So it'll take us about a year, year and a half to complete our master plan, but we'll be going out to uh, bid for qualifications uh, by the end of this year that'll be a focus on our existing runway, future runways, but also the road system around the airport. How do you get oh, yeah. in and out of the airport? Yeah. And is there ways to create more efficiencies? Yeah. So as we talk about development, those are
0: some of the kind of key priorities as we move forward. Well, there's just so many. I mean, it, it, unlike a whiteboard that you, where anything goes, you you are kind of confined with some of the restraints you have of what's already there. But the good news about what's already there is that is that it I I think it's it's a really comfortably Comfortable airport to navigate, obviously, and it's also um, has a lot of the benefits of um, of having everything from the rentals cars to the uh, uh, the the partners that are there, and of course uh, all of the stuff that's right there in your um, in your backyard. So, you know, you're you're uh, I don't want to say lucky because you tend to make your own luck, but I think you have something really special to build on, and I think that's what's exciting to me when I hear about. Um, your thoughts of, uh, of looking ahead and looking at what that vision looks like so we're going to spend uh, one last precious uh, segment together and I'm so glad Nicole that you spent time with us today because this has been uh, a really interesting conversation about uh, the greater Lansing area and of course what's all going on out at the airport and in your career as well so we're going to go pay some bills and we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS.
0: This is the Michigan Business Network right here. You found the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschereau with Nicole Noel-Williams, President and CEO of Capital Region Airport Authority. And Nicole... Um, one of the things that's challenging, I think, for smaller airports is can we get the connecting flights and uh, can, we, can we get the good carriers in and out of here? So when you think about some of our options, uh, how are we doing with keeping uh, those, those carriers uh, as your business partners in your mall to make sure they're coming and going on schedule with often and frequent flights?
1: Yeah, with the the Capital Region International Airport, you know, just like every airport across the United States, has been impacted greatly by the pandemic. Yeah, and so we're slowly getting back to where we 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 were in twenty nineteen and returning those services to destinations like you know a connection through Detroit, a connection through Chicago. Um, We have nonstops to Washington D.C. the Reagan National Airport, and then working on getting our Minneapolis back into our market as well. But there's a lot of other destinations that we as a community can work together to target. And some of those are, you know, we need nonstop service with Delta to Atlanta. Um, We need nonstop service to American to Charlotte. Uh, New York is another key market for this region. And I joke because, you know, when I first started this position, the family was coming to me going, we need flights to Arizona. We need flights to Florida. And I said, all right, let's pull everybody together. <laughs> and I said, I gotcha. I know everybody around yeah. this region wants Florida, Arizona, and Vegas. Yeah, I got it. So um, <laughs> the goals are trying to figure out based off the competition in the state, you know, what's going on in East and West of us, as well as the service down in Detroit. And how do we find unique services that fit and can be successful for the carrier to be able to make money, but also, meets the demands from our region so as we slowly get our business travel back as the university returns to um, a travel um, habits and patterns that they've done in the past those are going to be our opportunities for growth so i've met with uh gosh i've had well over 20 airline air cargo um, meetings since i've been back at the airport many meetings with community leaders and organizations because. The services come in, not just because Nicole goes and meets with them and says, hey, we want service. It's because the community is engaged and wants the service. They're demanding that the service needs to be available here in Lansing. And and that's where we'll continue to expand these relationships with key users within the area that'll help to support new service to some of these destinations that I've mentioned. Sure.
0: Well, and, and and this is one of the things that I guess I want to make sure everybody understands is that, you know, um, running in business here in Lansing uh, for for a number of years, I had always had the decision, do I go to Detroit Metro or do I fly out of Lansing? What are what are my or even Grand Rapids? and even Bishop Airport over in Flint was uh, was an option for us and so as you think about that there's some pretty uh, pretty nice compelling reasons one of the reasons is I live just uh, n- uh, north of the airport off of Stoll Road so um, I wasn't far from from the airport yeah. and I got to tell you those those long drive home, um, from, uh, Detroit at, at, uh, you know, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, boy, those were, those were not as, uh, not nearly as nice as when I drove out of the Lansing airport and went about two miles North and I was home. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's the thing for folks to take a step back and think, okay, what's the, the impact, Everyone, you know, make, uh, I hear frequently the comments that I don't want to make a connection. But if you're getting in the car and you're driving an hour and a half to get to another airport, what do you call that?
2: Yeah, right, um, exactly.
1: That, that's some form of a connection. When you can come in and out of Lansing, you clear security, you're loading up in the aircraft, you're getting into Detroit, you're connecting through the system pretty easily. And, and it's, it's interesting is I've had conversations with other community business leaders. They go, I always fly out of Lansing for the one or two times that maybe I get caught up in some kind of a weather delay or a cancellation or something that might happen, it's a quick, easy Uber or car rental home. And, and um, I've saved hundreds of dollars throughout the year from the additional cost for parking in comparison to the fares of what you pay for parking here in Lansing. So yeah. I just ask folks to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and the expense of it all, because uh, so many of the times it's it maybe uh, maybe you see a variation in the fare out of Lansing, or maybe the fare out of Lansing is less expensive. but the times it's more, take a look at the inconvenience, the additional cost that it actually uh, does impact you. and and that's what we're asking corporations to take a step back and look at their travel policy. Yeah, make the necessary changes to support mandates, require employees to utilize the services out of Lansing up to you know so much of a difference in the in the fare. Um, that's available from the Lansing
0: airport. Well I think that's really in- interesting because when you get done adding up whether it's whether you're paying an employee 57 cents a mile or whatever the going rate is to dra- have an employee drive a vehicle a company vehicle or their own vehicles down to to a further out airport you've got parking that is that is uh, ridiculously different um, and then uh, from from that point in time you you know that probably incorporates potentially a meal because of the of the extra um, things going on down there and even an overnight Um, man, there's just a lot of compelling reasons uh, to have the Lansing airport right there in your, in our backyard. So Nicole, I I just want to, as we wrap up here on our time, I just want to say thank you for uh, taking on the challenge right here. And of course uh, how exciting that is for you to, to uh, start moving luggage and, uh, and, and now you're out there running the place. So I'm just so (laughs) proud of you and so grateful that you're here in the greater Lansing region. Thank you for all you're doing
1: thank you so much. And I can't thank, you know, there's so many throughout this community that have been um, so supportive and, and have mentored me over the years. And um, if I start naming names, I'll be in trouble. But oh, I, absolutely. I can't, um, they all know who they are. and <laughs> They've been great partners over the years. So I thank you, Vic, for, for the opportunity to join you today.
0: Good stuff. So grateful for you, Nicole. So grateful thank that you, you. tuned into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verscherell. Looking forward to talking to you next time.